Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article safety and efficacy of TG101348, a selective JAK2 inhibitor in myelofibrosis, by authors Animesh Pardanani et al. My name is Reed Drews, and I am director of the Hematology Oncology Fellowship Program at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and associate professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts. My oncologic specialty is hematologic malignancies. In 2005, four independent groups worldwide studying myeloproliferative neoplasms reported finding a somatic gain-of-function mutation in the Janus-activated kinase 2 called JAK2V617F. This discovery suggested that pathophysiology and clinical manifestations of myeloproliferative neoplasms might relate to signaling abnormalities in JAK and its associated signal transducers and transcription activators, so-called STATs. Phase 1 and 2 clinical trials have now begun testing JAK2 inhibitors targeting the JAK-STAT signaling pathway in patients with myelofibrosis. This myeloid malignancy associated with symptomatic anemia, splenomegaly, constitutional symptoms, and shortened survival has few therapeutic options. TG101348 is a potent and selective inhibitor of the JAK2 catalytic site. The present study reports safety and efficacy data for TG101348 from a phase 1 dose escalation study of 59 patients, 44 with primary de novo myelofibrosis, 12 with post-polycythemic myelofibrosis, and 3 with post-thrombocythemic myelofibrosis. Using the Mayo Prognostic Scoring System, 44% had high-risk disease, while 56% had intermediate-risk disease. Primary endpoints included treatment safety and tolerability, dose-limiting toxicity, maximum tolerated dose, and pharmacokinetic behavior of TG101348. A secondary endpoint involved assessing patients' therapeutic responses. Using a 3 plus 3 cohort design, patients were successively assigned to one of eight dose cohorts, ranging from 30 to 800 milligrams of TG101348 administered orally once daily. The treatment plan was continuous daily therapy for six 28-day cycles. After completing at least three cycles at the starting dose, patients could receive higher dosages. After dose-limiting toxicity was identified, a dose confirmation cohort began treatment at the maximum tolerated dose. Subjects could receive treatment beyond six cycles if deemed beneficial and well-tolerated. Among the 59 study subjects, mean age was 64.5 years, with ages ranging from 43 to 85 years. Median disease duration was 3.4 years, with disease durations ranging from 3 weeks to 26 years. 58% were male, 86% were white, 
8% Asian, 2% Black, and 3% other races. At study enrollment, subjects had massive spleens. The median palpable spleen size was 18 centimeters below the left costal margin. 83% of patients had palpable spleen sizes greater than 10 centimeters below the left costal margin. Median hemoglobin level was 9.2 grams per deciliter, with hemoglobin levels ranging from 6.6 to 15.2 grams per deciliter. 36% of patients required red blood cell transfusions at enrollment. 86% of patients had the JAK2V617F mutation, with allele burdens ranging from 3 to 100%, with a median of 20%. 28 patients enrolled in the dose escalating arm of the study. At 800 milligrams daily, two of six patients experienced reversible asymptomatic grade three or four hyperamylazemia with or without hyperlipazemia. Maximum tolerated dose of TG101348 was therefore set at 680 milligrams daily. 31 additional patients started treatment at this dose in the study's dose confirmation phase. Afterwards, 43 patients continued treatment beyond six cycles, completing seven to 29 treatment cycles. The median cumulative exposure time to TG101348 was 380 days, and median treatment dose was 440 milligrams daily. Pharmacokinetic analyses showed peak plasma concentrations of TG101348 one to four hours after dosing. Terminal phase half-life at steady state remained similar across all doses, ranging from 16 to 34 hours. Adverse events included nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, anemia, and thrombocytopenia. At maximum tolerated dose, two-thirds to three-quarters of patients experienced grade 1 to 2 gastrointestinal adverse events. 12.5% of patients required dose reduction for grade 3 to 4 gastrointestinal adverse events. Since JAK2 affects erythropoietin and thrombopoietin receptor signaling, Hematologic toxicities were expected, particularly at higher doses of TG101348. For subjects who were not transfusion-dependent at study entry, 35% of patients developed grade 3 to 4 anemia. One-third of subjects who initiated treatment at doses ranging from 240 to 520 milligrams daily required transfusions compared to nearly three-quarters of patients who started at 680 milligrams daily. 24% of patients developed grade 3 to 4 thrombocytopenia. 10% developed grade 3 to 4 neutropenia. Of 40 patients in the maximum tolerated dose cohort, 70% required dose reduction during the first six cycles. The median cycle for dose reduction was cycle 3. At the end of cycle 6, the median dose was 520 milligrams daily. Eight patients had serious adverse events potentially attributable to TG101348, including asymptomatic hyperlipazemia, thrombocytopenia and neutropenia, depression, tumor lysis syndrome, stroke, and dehydration. Two deaths occurred, one caused by cardiac arrest and one by suicide 12 weeks after stopping study treatment for severe depression. One subject discontinued treatment due to grade 4 thrombocytopenia. All other events were reversible and subjects resumed treatment at a lower dose after the adverse event resolved. Fifteen subjects discontinued treatment during the first six cycles. Six discontinuations were caused by treatment-related adverse events. Eight of 43 subjects taking more than six cycles discontinued treatment, including three due to adverse events after 24 to 46 total weeks of therapy. Three subjects had disease progression. 
Despite modest effects of TG101348 treatment on serum cytokine levels, over half of subjects achieved rapid and durable improvement to complete resolution in constitutional symptoms, including early satiety, night sweats, fatigue, pruritus, and cough. Spleen response was rapid, generally within the first two cycles. 39% of subjects had 50% or more reduction in spleen size, persisting for at least eight weeks by cycle six, 47% by cycle 12. 240 milligrams daily was the lowest starting dose for spleen response. Mean durations of spleen response were 315 days for the overall cohort and 288 days for the maximum tolerated dose cohort. 75% of subjects with JAK2V617F negative disease had spleen responses. The majority of subjects with leukocytosis and or thrombocytosis at baseline normalized their white blood cell and or platelet counts after 6 to 12 treatment cycles. For JAK2V617F positive subjects, JAK2V617F allele burdens decreased significantly after 6 and 12 cycles. Allele burdens decreased even more among the 45% of patients with baseline allele burdens exceeding 20%. In summary, selective JAK2 inhibition with TG101348 yielded rapid, substantial, and durable control of symptomatic splenomegaly, leukocytosis, thrombocytosis, and constitutional symptoms in a significant proportion of myelofibrosis patients. Since myelosuppressive effects of TG101348 were dose-dependent, a starting dose lower than the maximum tolerated dose may help to minimize hematologic adverse events while achieving symptomatic benefits. So where does TG101348 stand in relation to other JAK2 inhibitors, namely INCB018424 and CEP701? First, the dose-limiting toxicity of TG101348 was asymptomatic hyperamylazemia with or without hyperlipazemia, whereas thrombocytopenia was dose-limiting with the JAK1 and JAK2 inhibitor, INCB018424. Second, as with the JAK2 inhibitor CEP701, gastrointestinal adverse events were frequent and dose-dependent because treatment discontinuation in only one subject. Third, subjects who discontinued TG101348 did not develop cytokine rebound with acute immediate reappearance of symptoms and spleen enlargement, as has been seen in subjects who have discontinued INCB018424. And lastly, TG101348 appears to induce significant and sustained decreases in JAK2V617F mutant allele burdens better than other small molecule inhibitors of the JAK-STAT pathway in myelofibrosis. However, patients with JAK2V617F negative myelofibrosis also responded to TG101348. Thus, treatment-related changes in JAK2V617F allele burdens are not a primary response criterion. This suggests that other mutations in the JAK-STAT signaling pathway may affect such patients. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.